What's going on, brother? How are you? All is well, man. How's everything with you? Where are you right now? I'm in New York. Oh, sweet, sweet. So I'm in Chicago. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> so, so, so we can get going. Um, I, 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 for for your fans to know who the hell I am, I uh, own a liquor <laughs> company. I own Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen, Vion. I got some past brands, Ace and uh, Doucet. Oh, I started nice. this series called Self Made a few years ago. Um, and I've gotten to interview hundreds of people in music, entertainment, business. Uh, um, but I, and I focus in on what I call self-made, which is the, the up-and-coming side. If I'm talking to you, it means you've done it. But it wasn't easy, and everyone always assumes it's easy. You know Correct. what I mean? Correct. So what does self-made mean to you? Oh, man. Self-made to me is... Um hard work, perseverance, um, going through the struggle and being able to to come out of the struggle, you know, winning, you know, whatever that means to that person. Um, you know, most people think self-made means, you know, doing it by yourself. I don't yep. think anybody ever does it by themselves per se, but I believe it's your drive. Like you could have all the friends in the world, all the supporters in the world, but if you don't have that drive to make it happen yourself, uh, it's not going to work. How, where do you think your drive comes from? Um, I, honestly, sometimes I ask myself that question. Like, I feel like, you know, there's always another level to, to things. So where you can accomplish one thing, it's never enough for me. So people sometimes ask me, like, are you ever content? Are you ever happy? I'm like, I'm happy. You know, I set goals in life and I do certain things, but I feel like there's always something else to do. So I'm never, I never stop. Like, it's, it's crazy. Do, do you think, because I do this, I always thought to myself, I, I've stopped doing, or I shouldn't say that, it's still happening, where I think, I think in my head, if I can achieve this, then I'm there. But once I got there, it's like, right. no, 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 no. Right. right. There's something else I want. Right. Do yeah, you no, that's that? definitely, de definitely, all the time, all the time. Like, I could do something now, and I'm already, I could be in a mix of what's going on, and I'm already thinking about the next thing. And it's, it's it's just weird with me. I don't know. But I feel like that's what keeps me going. Keeps me going. Like, I never stop. Always super hungry. When when did you pick music as the, the thing you wanted to focus on? I mean, I'm starting to think music picked me. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, ever since I was born, it's always been music. My parents, my father's always been into music. My brother. And I remember growing up. I was like nine, 10, and they would have me play the house parties, have turntables, and they would just give me the records to play. So I've been learning music for quite a long time. And um, growing up between Brooklyn and Queens, it was like, you know, Brooklyn is the mecca of the Caribbean, and Queens at the time, where people I, were, I was around, it was a lot of hip hop. So I met like the Jam Master Jays and you know a lot of DJs from out there, and I was always just around it. And it just, it was, I'm just in love with it. So for me, I, I went into a career that was something that I love. Like, I've always been into it, so... There I was know. nothing... Uh, I, I, let me ask it differently, then. What, what would you be doing if it wasn't music? Honestly, I don't know. I went to school for computer engineering. I got my degrees, but never went into it, never even cared for it. I think I was just in school just to please my parents. <laughs> do, do you feel... Do, do you ever feel... Cause I, I envy that. My problem always was I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Right. 
Um, and I wish, I wish I had one thing that I just always loved and focused on. You know what I mean? It took me mm. a long time to figure that out. Do you ever, do you ever appreciate that side? No, I love it. I love it. I appreciate it a lot. And I felt like it made life a whole lot easier for me. Cause like I knew what I wanted to do. Yep. And you know, I had a job, I had a career, I had everything. And it got to a point where I felt like, okay, it's either I pick this or I pick this. And if I go don't go this route i feel like i'm gonna regret it because i didn't give it my all and an opportunity and a chance and if i do if it doesn't work then i'll give myself a certain amount of time to retract and do something else but it's always been my calling always so so stacks for me i've had and i tell people like i i think i believe transparency so i i think it's a good thing when people know struggle side and i've I've lost everything. I the company was going to be wound up. Uh, uh, so many things have happened negatively, which is the positive outcome of it all. Mm -hmm. Like, did, what were your struggles? I mean, I want to say between my parents, between people believing in me. Um, you know, it's hard when it's like, like you want to be a DJ. Let's just start at that point. A DJ, like DJs don't make no money. Like, it's, it's hard to get to that point. Like, how how much do you have to do to get to that point? Or oh, you want to throw parties? Like, so my parents, it was like, well, listen, you went to school. Like, we make sure you went to school and got a, 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 an education. And you want to just go throw parties? And you want to just go into music? And it was, it was that. It was sleepless nights. I mean, sometimes not having any money to throw an event. Yep. Um, just going based off of your reputation at times. Like, I've been through things where it's like, Oh man, like I put myself in a situation. How am I gonna get out right now? Yeah. But um, you know, I believe I'm a very optimistic person. I believe with every negative, like you just said, is a positive. You know, whether it be the experience, whether it be the the knowledge, something of that of whatever's going on has to help do something better. That's always how I feel. Do Do you remember? Because I have the I know I know a bunch of the moments. Do you remember kind of the first moment where you're like, shit, this this is working. Being a DJ is working. Um, you know, what's funny is that, um, um, yeah, I remember I did, um, I did, it was one year I did, it was old, 2006 maybe, and I did, um, my birthday party at this club called Jumbala in Brooklyn, and my parents were there, you know, my parents are complaining, oh, you want to go to nightlife this, nightlife that, and I made a great amount of money to the point where I came home that night, and, um, after counting money and doing whatever I had to do, and I gave my parents, like, I think it was like $10,000. So they looked at me like, hold up, you can make this kind of money in a party? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I mean, this is a great night. So it went from them complaining about yep. you're going out and yep. you're doing this to, um, so when's the next party? Why are you home right now? Like, what's going yep. on? Well, I saw your, pay, uh, your, your, your face on a flyer at the train station. And then it's funny, that same year, we brought Rick Ross to Brooklyn for the first time. Wow. Right? Um... And the party was just amazing, even though it, it, you know, it ended kind of crazy, but the party was just like, wow. So the amount of money that we made, everybody was just like, so to me, it was like, wow, there's this type of money in throwing parties and in DJing. And then it grew from there. And, you know, I went from doing that to throwing parties in Florida. And at first it was like a battle. It was like, okay, you know, you, it says um, you're throwing a party and another promoter's throwing a party. So it was like this whole thing. When I realized so much money was involved, I took my energy from actually paying attention to everybody else and 
threw it completely into myself yep. and what I was doing. And that's yep. when I realized that I could be very, very successful. Yeah. Did, 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 do you remember, uh, and I'm just imagining kind of the moment where you got that first call from some club, some country, some place where mm -hmm. we want you to come. Mm -hmm. We want um, you to come. I mean, my first time going to Paris, I think it was like 2004. Yeah. That was like a big deal for me because I've never traveled. Like, I've never left the States before that to um to actually play music. And then I remember when I was at work, I was at work one time, and um, I'm sitting there just doing nothing. And um, I get a text. And it's like, yo, blood. And I'm like, who's this? And it's like, it's Wyclef. Yeah. So I'm looking at my phone like, Wyclef. I'm like, yo, what's up? So I ran to like this little area. I'm like, yo, what's going on? He said, yo, listen, I need you for my New Year's party. So I'm like, okay, another day to call out of work. And then he's like, how much? And in my head, I'm like, you can call anybody in the world right now that would probably jump to this occasion. Yep. So to me, I'm like, nah, I'm good, brother. Like, because I know it's all about networking for me. Yep. I know how to work the room. So to me, you put me in a position, in a certain position, in a certain light. Sometimes it's not about the money. It's about the relationships. Yep. So I was like, nah, brother, I'm good. He's like, you sure? I said, I'm good. So I made sure I called out of work. <laughs> I got a bunch of friends to go with me. I went there and I just networked and I worked the room and I met a lot of other people. And that same day, while at his house, he said, do you have a passport? I said, yeah. He said, all right, we're going, we going to Montreal. All right, cool. And that's how we started building our relationship. So, um, yeah, man, I remember those phone calls. Those, those, it was like, damn, I'm about to lose my job, but all right. <laughs> so how do you learn? How do you learn the, the network side? Like, just it, basic to me, you're betting on yourself. You're betting what I'm giving up now is going to mm -hmm. parlay into something much bigger. Mm -hmm. How do you learn that? Um, I don't know. It just happened with me. It just, it just happened. It was just like, just take this chance. And, and, you know, if you believe in yourself and you believe that your brand is that, is that lit, pardon me, I'm, you know, having a little oh, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll, bumble, I'll bumble you all day long. Cheers, <laughs> cheers. cheers. Um, I believe that, you know, nobody's ever going to believe in yourself more than yourself. So just take that chance. And I mean, if you, if you were to fail per se, you know, you just analyze the situation and do it again. Cause I know people that have been in worse situations than me. So who am I not to try? Who, who were, who were your, some of the, the, your peers that you looked up to in the space? I mean, in my space, I want to say it was DJs. <clears throat> it was DJs. Um, you know, we have like, DJs like, um, let's say, the Mr. C's of the world, um, Steely Bashment, the DJ Clues, like in my space and the people yep. that I was kind of like able to to interact with. Um, the Stone Loves, Stone Love is a big reggae sound. Um, and when it came to artists, I mean, you know, we all had artists that we looked up to. Like I look up to like a, a Jay-Z. You know, because you, you could see lifestyle before, lifestyle after, what he's been through. You know, they, they tell you the stories. And um, a couple other people, you know, of course, like like my pops, I've seen the struggle. So to me, it wasn't about what you were doing, per se. It was just kind of like how you were doing it. Because we oh, could yeah. use experiences from everybody in everybody's lives to work in yours. Yep. They could have been in something totally different. I, 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 talk about Haiti. Talk about the Caribbean. Talk about music how does that influence kind of how you roll um as far as what what do you mean in what aspect uh what you want to play how you want to how you want to 
be perceived because um, there's so there's there's so many again it's to me everything is carving out a niche you know mm -hmm. even my brands mm -hmm. i'm carving out a niche i'm, I'm playing in a certain space mm -hmm. you know it, it to me so to me i think if everyone's background is kind of setting the tone of how how they're gonna move going forward and how mm -hmm. do you expand from there using jay-z as an example it's like you said right. early right. on he did certain things you see him move and he's changing he's going to something right. else right um with me you know i'm both my parents are haitian yep and my father was heavy into Haitian music, but then my brother was heavy into dancehall, and my cousins were heavy into hip hop. So I don't know. Growing up, in the, the people around me were like back then, especially back then, you know, it was like this big thing where nobody wanted to claim they were Haitian at the time. And I think I came into the, the the tail end of that era. I never saw a problem with it, so I always had my flag. I always represent Haiti, and the people used to be like, "Yo, why are you represent Haiti so hard?" And I'm like, well, "I don't see a big deal." Then you have Clef doing his thing. And definitely looked up to Clef as, um, Clef as well. And it was just like, all right, I, I started to grow this, this, this thing of like, I have to represent my culture, but I don't want to get stuck in that box. Yep. So, you know, what I started doing is, and I grew up, it was a lot of dancehall, a lot of hip hop, but I realized that a lot of compa, what we call it, um, the Haitian music, wasn't really being played in the, in the general market. Yep. So I started, be, people started knowing me for, Okay, Stax plays dancehall and plays hip hop, and he's coming through, and he's you know he's growing his crowd and everything. But I would always throw Kumpa in there. Every so often, I throw a little, I throw, I throw, I would try it, and I got that from. To be honest with you, I got that um that that strength from um one of my good friends named Onchak, Onchak Disco, Onchak and Pretty Posse. It's two. They like DJ sounds, and I would go to a party and they'd be like, Stax, I need you to play Kumpa, and I'm like, what? Like, I'm in the middle of a, a hip-hop crowd. Like, you trying to kill me. Like, listen, you're not going to know who's who until you touch the waters and test it out. I go, okay. So I could be in the middle of a party and I'll throw a compa track. And the crowd just erupts. Wow. And I'm like, wow. So the confidence came from them knowing, okay, Stacks, we know you're talented, but push the, push the button. Like, push the envelope. So they gave me the... The like, yo, listen, we on the other side, and I'm telling you it's going to work. Okay. So my good friend Pee Wee, Q Club Days. Um, I want to say more so Club A Days in Queens. Stacks, yo, listen, you got it. All right, cool. On track in Brooklyn, Temptations, you got it. A Stevie Bashman. They're like, yo, just do it. So once I started doing it now, I started becoming known for it. Then I started becoming that guy that represents the culture. Like, okay, Stacks is representing the culture, but not just in the culture, because I feel like, it's one thing to represent the culture in the culture, but you're in the same circle. You just run in circles. Yep. But you're representing the culture to the same people that listen to it. It's cool. But when you take it to another level and represent outside the culture, that's where you're to me it makes it. sense. Correct. That's when you're expanding it. So now I started getting booked for different places and certain things. And then the earthquake happened. And then it's like I, I almost became ju just a Haitian DJ again because now everybody's like, oh, Haiti, blah, blah, blah. Stacks, come do a 20-minute set. And I'm like, but a 20-minute set won't work in here. Yeah. So then it's like I had to backtrack again and kind of prove myself again. So that's that was one of my struggles as well is is you get fighting you, my way out that box. You get you get put into a lane and you got to get out of that. That's not that's, what. That, and to me, it's like music. Music is universal. Yeah. So I never wanted to be, and it's hard because it's like people want to put me in the Haitian box, and I tell people, listen, I'm not a Haitian DJ. I'm a DJ that's Haitian yep. that represents the culture. 
So don't get it twisted. You know, I do the dance hall, I do the dub plates and the specials, and I do the hip hop. And so it's hard for me. It's harder for me because everybody has a particular lane. Like you may have a particular lane, and people might put you in a particular box. People put me in this box, and it's like, okay, what does he specialize in? Okay, what is he? And it's like, I, even me sometimes I'm like, I mean, I don't necessarily have a particular specialization. I play everything. Yeah. I want to be known as that international dude, which where that's where the international club king came to park because they used to call me the Haitian king. Yep. But I started feeling like that put me in a box. That put me in a box. As much as I love the, the culture and yeah, I'm the Haitian king of New York and da da da, I felt like that put me in a box. I don't want to be in that box no more. So I stopped using the Haitian king of New York part and the Haitian king part, even though everybody knows me as such because Clef labeled me that. But now it's like, no, I want to be the international club king. I want to be known that I can rock in any club, any stadium. It's like that. Do, do you... Do, using, do, do you, uh, going to Paris, going to Japan, going all these places, do you want to inter interject other music into it just to get that reaction, to see how people respond? You know what I mean? Most, most definitely. A DJ's job, one, is to break music. Yeah. Period. I don't think you should be afraid to play something. And if it doesn't work, shift it around. I think that's where you're, if a person has um, personality and you can talk to the crowd and, and, and animate and do all that stuff, you can fix that. I can play a record, and if record doesn't work, and I say something and get a different reaction, and then go you back move to, on to the next. I know that works. Yeah. yeah, they shouldn't be a fear of that. So that's me. I'm never, I'm never afraid of playing compa or what we call Labodai or Laga or even doing a blend. Like I've done blends where I put a hip hop on a compa beat or compa on a hip hop beat just to merge the world and see because people just want to dance. Most of the things we listen to, sometimes you can listen. You in your car listening to. It could be reggaeton. It could be anything. You don't know what they're saying, but it's a vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to me, I could say, I could say that I'm an old school hip-hop lover. Yeah. Where, to me, that it, it, there's actually essence and they're, they're talking about something. It's two different worlds where newer hip-hop, for the most part, some of the new hip-hop, you, you could sit back and sometimes say, Yo, what are they saying right now? Like, what are they talking about? But it's a vibe. So you have to know how to open up your mind and just go with the flow what what's next for you what's your what's do you have accomplishments that you want to achieve next um yes to me honestly i feel like you know djing is a lane and um it's, you know it's a dope lane and it's like you on a on an i-95 and it's exits so yep. you got to pick your exit now so to me it's like you know i want to get into the production world and make your music you know i want to have a record with a rick featuring a rick ross and do a production with a Khaled. And, you know, with a wide clef and people of that nature. And I also want to do, like, one of my things is doing traveling events. So um, I do, like, this thing called uh, Miami Takeover. And with Miami Takeover, it's, like, a lot of people from New York, from the tri-state, from everywhere. We fly to Miami and we just party. Anybody has a great time. And um, I've done, you know, I created this thing called Spring Break Haiti. So for two years, you know, I brought people to Haiti. And it was like, I showed the world that you can come and party in Haiti. Yep. You know, it's not what you think. Don't get me wrong. Everybody has their child tribulations. But so to me, I want to take that to a different level and move that around the world. Like, I want to be able to go to Trinidad and Jamaica and even a, a Russia, Australia. I don't care. I just want to create an experience now. So that's one of the companies I created called World Fets. Yep. And um, that's to basically bring a, a, a different type of vibe and experience, like Europe, you know, anywhere. Um, but yeah, I definitely have bigger things that I and definitely want what's, to do. what's High Profile Music Group? Um, high Profile Music Group, it started as just High Profile International. So 
you know, in our world, in the, in the music world, especially in the Caribbean, everybody has a sound. So sound is like a group of VJs. You know, whether you're an MC, just playing music. So that's what it started off as, part of the culture. But what I brought HPMG to be now, that's the beginning of like a Bad Boy Records or, or, or Rockefeller. I want that to be like the record label, the, you know, that energy. I want it to be that. So where we have, you know, producers, we have DJs, we have artists, you know, we have photographers, videographers. I want that to be the company that, that broadens everything. So that's what that is to me. It, it, can, can you see DJs today still break music, break artists? Maybe not in the, um, same, not in the same fashion it used to be, but the influence that you can have still on music in terms of new artists, new um, music. Yes, because yes and no. I say yes. I say no first because the internet, I think, is first now. Yep. You know, that's, you know the internet is, is, is pretty much in front of everything. But the internet doesn't give you a feeling. Yeah. It's just playing music. Yeah. When you're in a spot, the DJ is what controls kind of like your emotions. Like yep. I can play R&B now and make you feel a certain way and make you think about this. And then I could play Onyx, you know, like I could play something to ante up. And I could, so I'm able to shift how you feel. So if there's a brand new record done, done the right way, and broken the right way, you can make it work. You can, and you're gonna think like, damn, oh, Stax is the one that, oh, Brett told me about this record, like, and yep. Brett was so emotional about it. He was on this live, and he was like, yo, this record is crazy. So that's what people feed off of. Yep. So give me, give me, because I, I love, uh, I, and I'll ask my, I'll, I'll be in an Uber car and ask, who, give me three artists that I've never heard of that you love. And I'll never forget this. And the three artists, uh, I'll give you three names who I ended up doing self-maids with because of that. So one was G. Erbo. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, one was uh, a boogie with the hoodie. Oh, wow. And uh, the third one was, uh, uh, God, Ski Master Slump God. Okay. 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 But three like, never heard of them. I asked my team about them. No one ever heard of them. And I, I wanted to, like... To me, they're, they're just people listening to music. Who would be three <clears throat> names that you, the up and coming, that you think are going to be big, that you love? Um, wow. Um, I mean, on the Brooklyn side, I want to say like uh, a Dusty Locaine. I'm not quite sure if you ever heard of him. No. Um, we have Mr. Chicken. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him either. No. <laughs> Um, I mean, we have Capella. Um, I mean, we have a few artists in New York right now that are buzzing. And, you know, I always feel like it's my job to help them. Not necessarily them needing my help, per se, or even having a conversation with me. But I just feel like it's my job to, if I like something, I feel like it's dope to just bring it to the world. So, I mean, those are three artists that you could check out. And um, I mean, there's a lot. Like, my, I have a, a list of artists like that I usually go through, and I, I like to listen to new music. So I'll just try new things and and see what works. And sometimes I try it in the club. Sometimes I don't. I mean, you have um, Money Making Sunny, um, out of Long Island, dope artist. Um, you have Fab. You have it's 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 a few. It's a few. I could definitely send send you some names. Uh, I, I'm 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 all about new. So. Um... Uh, you got bills. This, you got bills in um in, out of New York as well. Like, 
Right now, my, my the, the 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 chat is going crazy. I love Definitely it. Got, that's, yeah, that's good. But and but every but it's <clears> interesting. <throat> everyone you're saying is East Coast, New York. Everyone's right. New York. You, right. Is that your first and foremost love? Um, yeah, always, man, always. I mean, music is my love, but um, New York for sure. It's it's always going to be New York. I'm from Brooklyn. Um, it's always going to be that. But I I listen to everybody. I don't. I'm not. You know, yep. I'm not the kind of person that's like one sided or nothing like that. You know, I listen to everybody. There's a lot of artists on the West Coast, too. Like, and that's why I like Rolling Loud so much. Like, I say Rolling Loud particularly because, you know, I've been there, performed. And Rolling Loud to me is always like a, a wow. Like, who is this person? Like, who And there's another one, um, I think Lula Palooza or something like yeah. that. You know, I was looking into that. And I think that's just, that happened in Chicago, right? Chicago, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I watch those shows and I, I go to those shows, Made in America. I go to certain places and... Because I know there's a lot of new talent that they're yeah. exposing. It's not just the same, you know, artists that you hear all the time, and et cetera, et cetera. Nothing wrong with that, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm definitely into that. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Africa, African artists. Oh, Are you yeah. Do, do oh, yeah. You, what, thoughts on Afrobeat and oh, all man. the other music coming out? Afro, Afrobeat is, is just beautiful. And, and I like the transitioning of music because I feel like this is the first time in a long time that we're in this space that everything works yep when i say that meaning at one point you couldn't have reggae and dancehall and soca together it's very rare especially in new york so you have a soca party or a dancehall party now you have dancehall yep. people listening to soca afro beats came and just started merging everything compa now is just so everything is just like pretty much becoming one and you can hear it in the music when you start listening to like you know the Tory lanes and the the Rihanna's and and even with Khaled with the um Maria Maria remix and so everybody's merging the worlds now. You have Cranium, which is a huge artist, and he's a dancehall artist, but he's huge in the Afrobeats yep. world. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, you have Constance, you have all these artists that are like mixing things up. Like we have Haitian artists called like um a band called Kai. We have Kai that's doing an amazing job and just dropped the album and. And it's merging the worlds, Afrobeats. So it's not like Afrobeats, Afro Compa, Afro this, Afro that. So, no, nah, I love it. I love it. Um, when are we going to hear you with your own song, with your own beats? When's it going to happen? Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to put the pieces together. And um, I've done a lot of remixes. I've done some remixes. And I've did that just to get into the feel of, like, putting out music. Just that, simply alone. Just putting out music. Like, I, when we got on the live, I heard you playing a record. That's an original. That's actually, that's actually yep. an original record. Um, my good friend Crystal in um, Paris, she helped me put that record together. So I tried the compa thing, and then, you know, I try to merge the compa with the R&B, with a little hip-hop, because I'm trying to show people. I don't want to put out regular music. And when I say yep. regular meaning, I don't, I don't want to put out something that I don't feel or can put my all into it. I want to put out an Afrobeats compa record with Rick Ross. Yep. I want to put out a, a, a compa dance or afro beats with a cranium yeah like that's what my vision is because i feel like that's where the world is at right now um how did labor day go over on the bottle seating <laughs> labor day has been very interesting for the past two years we've had no eastern parkway yeah no parades um but i literally had the biggest events on my side. Yep. The biggest events for the weekend. And um it was it was dope. It was dope. It was super dope. Um 
It was super dope. It was, uh, I don't know, it's crazy because it's like now you start, because there's no parade, everybody's kind of looking for things to do. Yep. So the worlds merge even more. Yep. And um, that's kind of how we came out with the with the influencer box, which I, I believe that you got a, a box. Right? Yep. Yeah, the influencer box is pretty dope. I don't know if you want to show yours. Should I show mine? You want to show it? Oh, show it. Show it. <laughs> so we did a collaboration. And um, before I show you the box, we did a collaboration. And we chose um, Bumble to do the collaboration because we felt like, you know, and I see Rick Ross represent Bumble and I see a, I've actually seen Bumble for quite a while. I've actually been seeing it for quite a while and I love the design of the bottle. So I'm going to show you the bottle right here. Thank you. Thank right, you. Don't know number it. one rum, number one premium rum in the world. Number one premium rum in the world, right? So, and also we have, in conjunction, I'm gonna say, we have the Vion. Right there you right? go. The Vion. Thank you. you know, thank you. And nobody who wants to pronounce it as Villon, but you want Vion. You know Vion. I, mean? I like to say <laughs> some people like to say villain, which is just the villain. Good. No, no, no. We're not gonna do that. So, um, you know, we did a box, right? So this is the box, ladies and gentlemen. This it's is the box. Gorgeous. Right here. It's gorgeous. So it was literally the Labor Day fetting kit, yep. right? And in this box, I did something. I did a lot, of, a lot of flags on the box. All the flags on the box. Not every flag, but all the flags on the box. And in the box, I I, I put in. Um, we had Monster. Yep. We had um, the two cans headphones, which so, are killer. They're gorgeous white headphones. These, right? Gorgeous two cans headphones. And um, that's it's a company that sponsors me. So Monson sponsors me. Um, Toucan sponsors me. I'm sponsored by Totem Carry as well. And, you know, we chose Bumble because I felt like, you know, Bumble and the influencers. And I felt like, you know, you guys understand the culture. It's an open-minded brand. And a lot of brands don't know how to open up, you know, and see the bigger picture, especially when it comes to, you know, the urban Caribbean market. And um, we chose our influences. So the influences that we chose were like a Rick Ross, Safari. Um, I had Kai, um, a Richard Kave from Kai. Yep. Yourself, um, Tanya from Audio Mac. Like we have a broad amount of influences that we made sure. Wyclef, that we made sure. Major hype. I'm just thinking about him going off. That we made sure got the boxes because we believe that. And we know that they know what, <clears throat> excuse me, they know what Labor Day means to the Caribbean. Yep. And they know what it means to be able to represent your culture. And being that we couldn't do it on the parkway, I, you know, we felt like, you know what? There's a different this, way to go. There's a different way to go. So everybody's like getting these boxes. They're like, yo, like Stacks partnered up with this brand to send us boxes. And it's like a fetting kit. So Monster Energy, make yep. sure you're on point. You know, I represent Monster Energy. And um, a couple other things. And speaking of the headphones, so, you know, I'm going to do this live right here because, you know, you, you got they're, a pair of white headphones. They're, they're dope as shit. They're, they're all, I, I got people jealous of me. How's that? So how about this? So Toucans decided to actually manufacture the official DJ Stacks headphones. Nice. Nice. So these are red. I'm going to make sure you get a pair of red ones. Who so picked these, the color? Who picked the color? Um, I picked the color. I'm, I love red. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it. So these are the first official DJ Stacks manufactured headphones are going to be in stores. And I'm going to make sure that you get a pair for sure. Oh, I love it. They're awesome. And, you know, I'll try to sign it inside. So hopefully one day my, my signature means something. But um, 
No, um, it's awesome. But shout out to you because you did a fantastic job and the kit was beautiful. Thank and you. Everyone, it was just gorgeous. And the things you put in it were spot on. Uh, when I got mine, I was like, wow. I, it's, the best flattery is when you copy. I'm like, I gotta copy this shit. This is great. <laughs> this is great. This is great. No, but I love you. it. I appreciate but you said it. I appreciate something it. which is, is close to me, which is there's nothing better than working with other people like yourself. And if we can if we can help each other and we're very open-minded, uh, I like to let other people lead because uh, again, if I'm the decision maker and everything, it doesn't work. I want Correct. other people to have the say, and Correct. this is what you wanted to do. Let's go do it. This is no, great. Definitely. definitely. Um, I mean, I mean, definitely with the help of, of monster energy, you know, Bumble. And um, I must say, I'm actually the first, I'm actually the first and the face um, signed artist DJ to Monster Energy, representing the Urban Caribbean. So, um, you know, I definitely thank them. Salute to them, and um, salute to Two Cans. Salute to everybody. I mean, Bumble. Bumble's just—I'm not gonna lie. Like, I actually slowed down on drinking and doing certain things, and then I tasted the Bumble, and I'm like, wow, wow. Shout to <laughs> Sam Sneak too, because Sam Sneak, Sam Sneak put me on a while ago. He was trying to tell me. And you know, talking to Ross and talking to anybody definitely put me on, and um, it's dope. Man. I, I it's can dope. say this honestly: Sam Sneak's dancing's gotten better ever since he started <laughs> drinking bamboo. Yeah, facts, facts, big facts, man. Um, yeah, but I definitely want to put something together and um, represent the brand and the brands in a different light. Cause I'm quite sure you don't get um, influencer boxes every day. No, God, no, no. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Well. DJ Stacks, love talking to you. Good luck with everything. I love Thank the energy and, and and what you're bringing. And, and if there's anything more we can do together, I'm all ears. Um, uh, my team and, and our ambassadors are, are behind you. And I hate to say this. I'm going to say this in front of DJ Clue if he's out there. Is uh, I got a new my favorite DJ's favorite DJ is now you. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. <laughs> nah, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, shouts to my team, HPMG. Um, a lot of them are in the chat right now. Shouts to my team. Um, shouts to my manager. Shouts to the family. Shouts to everybody that believes in DJ Stacks and believes in the brand and believes in the movement. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like I said, I, I feel like I haven't accomplished anything yet. And I've done some, you know, I feel like I've done some major things in comparison to a lot of other people. But I feel like I'm nowhere yet. Yeah, no, but and that's the fun part is that's where I talk to Ross about this all the time is just keep grinding, keep grinding, don't stop. That's it. Yeah. You know, just don't stop. It's it's especially if you love it and it's fun and that's what this is about right now. No, most definitely, most definitely. But stacks, yeah. thank you. Have a great weekend. I appreciate stay you. Thank safe, you as well. Stay healthy and let, let's keep going. All right. Most definitely, most definitely. Thank you, everybody.